Welcome to Gaming Casual, the gaming podcast where we talk about games casually. I'm your host, Sedge, and I'm joined by my co-host, Control Freak. Good evening, folks. And Twilight. Hey. And somehow returning with minimal battle wounds from wherever he's been, Lightsaber. I don't have a leg. Never mind. Yeah, that's minimal. Everything's going according to plan. What plan? He disappeared for two weeks, sent us two cryptic texts about South America, and then came back with no leg. That's exactly what you should be thinking. It's just a flesh wound. But I will say, I accomplished my mission. What mission? <laughs> oh. Good. <laughs> I don't know well, what the I... thought process is either. Don't worry about it, guys. I hope that you prevented Big Boss from setting off Metal Gear. <laughs> Prevent. Oh, no. Anyway. Hi, everybody. What y'all been playing this week? Control? Uh, honestly, not too much in the way of new things. I've been jumping back into uh, Risk of Rain 2. They did another update, so there's another character. I spent an uh, hour on a run playing as him, just so I could get all of his specialty stuff. He's kind of cool. He uses a, uh, a shotgun that you charge up, and it basically reduces the reticle and becomes a ranged shot. Oh, that's kind of neat. And then he calls down orbital strikes. Good. Because, you know, he's the captain of a starship. He can get away with that type of shit. <laughs> that seems like a gross misallocation of military resources. Eh. Considering the situation, I feel like it's well within reason. But, uh, no, I've... Yeah, I... I what? Actually, I, I need to look. How many hours have I put into it for this... For this week uh why isn't it showing it usually it shows how long you've been playing over the past two weeks what the hell <laughs> fine don't show me um no nah, i i just know for a fact i think uh hell yesterday i had a run that lasted two hours because one of the new artifacts they added is one from the original risk of rain which is when you pick up an item you get to choose what that item is from that tier of items. Oh, wow. Yeah, it gets rid of all the randomness for your loot aside from the quality of the loot. So I ended up just picking and choosing exactly what I wanted to have just... I think in the end I maxed out attack speed, crit chance, uh, an artifact that automatically allows you to kill elite enemies when they get to a certain percentage of health, which ended up being 100% health. So I could just one-shot elites. Um, damage reduction, chance to <laughs> ignore damage. Like, I just kept picking and choose, like, yeah, I really like that one. I really like that one. I'm just going to keep picking this one now. And it got to the point that I was like, okay, I'm bored. I'm gonna go obliterate the end boss. <laughs> and so I walked. Oh, yeah, they actually added a final boss as well. So there's the standard obliterate yourself at the obelisk that's still there. 
But then there's also a boss that is on the moon of the planet. So you basically get through one rotation and it'll tell you that the portal is aligned either to the planet or to the moon. If it's aligned to the moon, you go to the final boss stage. If it's aligned to the planet, you continue your cycle. Nice. I played a lot. <laughs> but uh, no, I, I mean, it's still a game that I genuinely enjoy and I think more people should 100% play it. If it was on sale, I'd push it even harder, but it's still 25 bucks right now. And yeah, I, that's definitely one I need to get back into because the couple of times we've played it, I mean, I've had a lot of fun with it. It's just those runs take a long time. Well, they yeah, they and a standard run usually will be between 30 minutes to an hour. Like that's your that's your average run start to finish. And once you and that's if you choose to just obliterate yourself at the obelisk or fight the final boss, because otherwise you could just be going for hours and hours and hours and hours which, which is good yeah i mean is good on one hand and bad on the other at, at that point it's more of a case of how ridiculous can i make can i get this character to be overpowered so it's like all right you know what i'm just gonna stack 10 like ten thousand bleed so that every shot puts a stack of bleed on the enemy or whatever and I found my time. In the last two weeks, I put seven hours. That's in the last four days. Otherwise, Beat Saber, which is kind of the norm for me. Got to get that cardio during the uh, during the quarantines. And Killing Floor. Well, Killing Floor 2. There hasn't necessarily been some major update. It's just a fun game. Kill waves of zombies. Be happy. Yeah, Killing Floor is always fun. It, I mean, it, it's just one of those games you can shut your brain off, go and play, but there's enough variety within the game that it doesn't always feel the same. Oh, yeah. Like, it's definitely one of those games that, like, every time I play it, it's like, oh, this is different. I didn't face this guy this time last time. Yeah, I think they've got three bosses. There's three different bosses that they have. One is the, uh, I don't, I, I don't want to call him a brute, but he's, that's basically what he is. Um, the other is the doctor, and then the last one, I just call him the blob, because he's pretty much a boomer from Left for Dead, covered in armor, wielding two great axes. Jesus. Yeah. He honestly though, he's probably the easiest boss to deal with because he's generally pretty slow. So you can outrun him. So if you've got a large enough field to fight him in, he's not really an issue unless you run out of ammo. I'd have to say the doctor's probably the hardest one because He'll, uh, every time you damage him to a certain point, he'll put up a shield, and then when you break the shield, he will try and grab someone and start draining their health. You know, like a dick. Yeah, yeah. The doc is kind of a dick. 
But uh, yeah, that's that is what I have. Uh, that's what I've been keeping myself occupied with. All right. I was about to say, are you gonna send it off to the next person? Yeah. Uh, Twilight, how about you? Mm, I've been playing many games. Got Still burned out of my hunting game, and I really need to find a new game to play. Portal. Play Portal. You have Portal. Play it. Yes, I have Portal. Oh, man. Yeah. Play Portal. It's a fun game. It's full of satire. GLaDOS is a hilariously evil woman. Just as somebody who doesn't like puzzle games, I think Portal would totally be up your alley. Yeah, Portal's a lot of fun. I... I need to go back and replay Portal. Did One or two. You finish it. Yes. So it's in the list of games you have finished. Portal One is. <laughs> Portal Two one. had a pu- uh, Portal Two actually had a puzzle that ended up stumping me for a very long time. And then he forgot to <laughs> play the game the again. To play Portal Two. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Plus, uh, Portal Two has co-op. Yeah. Um, I will say, like Portal Two versus portal one um as an overall i think i liked portal one more in terms of just the the game and the story elements for it but portal two in terms of its gameplay was very unique and had a lot going for it also portal two beats portal one for amount of amount of what steven merchant yeah but yeah, not been playing much of anything. He's a co-creator of The Office, played Caliban and Logan, and is Wheatley in Portal 2. In case you ah, didn't know. Okay. I was actually wondering, like, who is that person I, and why is he relevant to Portal? I presumed you were talking about Wheatley, because Wheatley is entertaining. He is. Steven Merchant is, uh... For, for being... makes Portal... Tolerable. Yeah, for for being a, a part of the duo with Ricky Gervais, he's definitely the superior member. Huh. Oh, I know this guy. Okay. But yeah, I got nothing really to add. Fair enough. Light go. Uh, I played um Alpha Protocol twice. And then I just been dicking about with a uh, a tower defense game, uh, a Kane, Mana Spark, and Donkey Kong. All right, well, Mana Spark. Why does that sound familiar? I don't know because it sounds familiar to me too. It's a shitty Switch game that I've uh, told y'all about before. Oh yeah, I do remember seeing this one. This one actually kind of looked fun. I'll have to take a gander. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming you're enjoying it. I mean, he called it a um, shitty game. <laughs> I'm well, playing that's it. Fair. You're playing <laughs> Okay, fair. That's fair. I don't know. I can't hate on it too much, but it's also... It could be so much. It could be so much better. Yeah. There's so much inherent potential. Yeah. I mean, did you have any that you wanted to... Uh elaborate on this week 
Um, no, but I will say that Alpha Protocol is a game that every playthrough, I like it more. That's fair. I know. I do know that uh, Alpha Protocol. It didn't necessarily get a bad rap, but it came out one. It came out a very poor time, and to a degree, like if you didn't play certain parts in certain ways, you were either like you either breezed through it, or it was near impossible. Yeah. Yeah, there are ways that you can make it super easy. Also, it's kind of a buggy mess and unfinished, and Sega did not put any real money behind it. Although, one thing it does... Uh, I was just saying that it has good per-object motion blur. Okay. And it's just weird because it has bad graphics. So instead of it, instead of it truly making it look good, like it does in some screenshots... Uh, of the PC version, but when you're actually playing it, it just kind of. There are a lot of times where it just makes the muddy graphics muddier. I mean, the game came out around the same time as uh, the original Mass Effect. Uh, later than that, it's more like 2010. Which, this May is Alpha Protocol, right? Yeah. Okay. And then the original Mass Effect was 2007. Yeah. So maybe Mass, maybe around Mass Effect Two then. Yeah, close. It'd be it'd be close to two. Yeah. So it came out at it. So it came out shortly after Mass Effect Two did, which they had like cover based shooter, jump cover to cover, have special skills, romance options, dialogue choices. So they, there were a lot of similarities between them. I think that's why I always thought about it. Um, I, I wouldn't doubt that Sega had been working on Alpha Protocol for a hot minute. Or like, yeah, this will be, you know, this is a great, like, RPG shooter. You know, you got special powers and shit. Mass Effect came out in January and they were just like, well, fuck our plans. Yeah. Um. I feel really bad for it. Sega owns the IP, so Obsidian can't do anything with it. But I'm kind of hoping that uh, now that Obsidian's been bought by Microsoft and Microsoft seems to just be throwing money at them to make exclusives, that after they do their Skyrim game, maybe they'll attempt another spy RPG. Because it's really refreshing. Like, for as clunky and shitty as the game is, for all of its faults, like, there's a really strong core. Yeah. Honestly, it and I think this would be more so my this would be like a dream setup. Um you snag for graphics, you get Kojima Studios. Cause you know, as confusing as their storylines are, their games look really good. Oh, yeah. You get Obsidian for Alpha Protocol for concept and core mechanics. And then you get, uh, I mean, if you could get the Dream Team from Mass Effect 2 back together and have yeah. them do the actual gameplay. What I would really enjoy, uh, an even simpler form, I like, I like your mixture here, but... Um, 
you can still build it all in the Unreal Engine. That's another thing. This game runs in Unreal, and you cannot tell by looking at it. Like, it does not look like an Unreal game from that era. Um, but uh, Splinter Cell Blacklist gameplay. Okay. And then on top of that, do their, uh, you know, their dialogue system and stuff like that. Their dialogue system's pretty good. I wish it was more in-depth. But the bullshit that you can read in between, like, all the ancillary material that's available is so in-depth. It's topical. It's political. It's not afraid to go there because it's a spy game. And, like, it's really good. So it's like if Metal Gear had a competent, I shouldn't say competent story, but a non-convoluted story. Yeah. So, all right, I'm going to get a little weird here and ask a weird question. That's not a first. I know. Given that, uh, so light, I'm I'm guessing you heard the news that uh, Mr. Fisher is going to be coming to Rainbow Six. Yeah. Yeah. No, my thoughts exactly. Oh, there's gameplay now. I didn't see that yet. It looks good. I mean, of course it does. <laughs> it's Rainbow Six. Yeah, but... it's just it's just a bunch of new tech and gadget options. Do we think that one of the re? Because you you made a good point there. It's like because it's a spy thriller, it's topical. Do you think that's why we haven't gotten another Splinter Cell game? <laughs> like because of the way that Ubisoft usually pussies out. Yeah. Like, they know if they put out a new Splinter Cell, they can't. I don't know, because with Splinter Cell, whoops, with Splinter Cell, they never really, maybe they did get topical, but it's so bogged down with jargon. I, yeah, all right, there's a lot. It's a Tom Clancy game. There's a lot of military shit in there that no normal yeah, person Yeah, that I don't think it's ever, it, yeah, I don't think it's ever, just like, uh, I wanted oh I wanted to talk to you guys about um um the new watchdogs uh so the new watchdogs looks like it's getting topical but it I was looking into it and it's just kind of following the trajectory that they've been setting up particularly from watchdogs 2 hmm and so I don't think that they're going to get topical the way that it looks like they are it looks more like they're going to go a little over the top and enhance the way that they've been setting it up to be. So that, again, they can skirt the edge without actually saying. Right. So they're, they're not going full Big Brother's evil. Well, Big Brother is evil, and, and maybe Brexit is bad, but it's only because of the overtly evil cartoon character at yeah, the head of the it. charge. Yeah. It's like, oh, paramilitary group took over the government. The government's not doing anything bad. <laughs> yeah. That that little edge where it's like, oh, but we're not actually calling you guys out on things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's like it's like whenever they, you know, whenever they were like, oh, yeah, Rainbow Six Patriots really gonna really gonna blow some minds with the things we have to say. What do you have to say? It's canceled. Yeah. Uh, 
I mean, I, and so that, that is an interesting kind of topic of how, how much politics should be in games. Yeah. Don't like, get me wrong. It's, it's kind of, for me, it's like, uh, it's like representation. It's like anything when it comes to games. I'm not saying every game needs it, but it would be, it does like, uh, it elevates the medium. You know, yeah. we should have some games that aren't afraid. True. but me, look, And it seems I, like I the only games that... that we ever get that aren't afraid. I'm sorry, I keep cutting you off. I'm done <laughs> talking after this last statement. It seems like the games that we get that aren't afraid are always the stupid trolling edgelord game. And that that's kind of the thing is, if it's topical and reasonable, like it, it would, it's something that would make sense Either if yeah. it's like a sequel game to something else, or you know what? If hell, if it's a new IP, but they're trying to base it on some sort of aspect of realism, like as long as it makes sense, I'd be okay with that, hundred percent. Yeah. the The problem that we we see so often when they try and do these like, oh, here's our political message type of deal, they go so over the top or just ham fist it and try and cram it down yeah. your throat, and it's like. No, you're you're not expressing an opinion. You're telling me I'm wrong for my opinion, or like, or that your opinion yeah. is the right one, and there is no other. Or real they option. do it. They'll do it in like a. They'll do it in a way where they don't realize. Like they'll be rock star, but without knowing that they're joking. Yeah, because I think Rockstar has real ham fisted satire, but I'm here for it. Well, I love. Uh, I love all the political humor in um, uh, GTA Five. I love that the liberal superhero is impotent rage. Uh, I love that the conservative. Um, I love the conservative talk radio station when you get out to the sticks, and I love that the conservative uh, uh, politician Jock Cranley is a dude that might have murdered his wife. He drops like real creepy pedo statements about his kids and like. Says all the shit, but then whenever you listen to their liberal, she's like, uh, I was a school teacher for five years, so I know how to talk down to people. And like <laughs> Well, and that's that's something you one, you you expect it from a GTA game. Yeah. And the worst part about all of that is it's like you know they took that from real world examples. Oh yeah. And that's why it's like you laugh at this, and then in the back of your mind you're like Shit, I've actually heard that said before. Yeah, like, uh, Jock Cranley, 100%. Jock Cranley is Arnold Schwarzenegger, George W. Bush, and Ronald Reagan wrapped up into a parody. And so, and that that is what makes it so good. Also, like, not I mean, saying that any of those men ever murdered a wife of theirs, because they didn't. Right. But, but the fact, like... The, the ideas behind it all, it's like, yeah. no, that's as stupid as it seems. And as we slowly, you know, drift more and more, it's becoming a reality. God damn you, idiocracy. Um, yeah. But being able to pull all those things into a game where it's like, yes, it is, in a literal sense, unrealistic. But is it real? It, but it's just enough of the truth or just enough of a stretch of the truth that it's like i'm not completely removed from it and i still find it funny yeah 
So I, I, I give my kudos to Rockstar and their, uh, their crew for, for Grand Theft Auto and their, their portrayals. Yeah. Like I said, their, their satire is very ham-fisted, but I'm, I'm here for it. It's, um, it's kind of South Park-esque. Yeah. Uh, I think that takes the teeth out a little bit because I don't think, personally, I don't think for every subject you have to remain neutral. True. Sure. But I do appreciate anything that will poke fun at stupidity. But I think that's our uh, that's our tangent for politics and games and stupidity. Well, actually, I want to oh. I want to continue a little bit on that thought, and then I swear uh, I'll quit. I, or maybe game. maybe this is good combo. Who knows? Whatever. Anyway, everybody else talked about what they were playing, right? Yeah. I mm-hmm. uh, I mean I haven't yet. We we know what you were playing. It's fine. It's for it's, once not Halo. Well, it no, is it Halo, was. But... <laughs> Halo's definitely there. It it is there, but I'm not. But just so everybody knows, we're not going on another rant about that this week. It's another few hours of Halo, and maybe one hour of something else. But, but uh, I did. What? Oh, I was gonna finish my yeah. thought. Go ahead. Fin- no, finish your thought before we go to the next topic. Okay. Okay. Yeah, my ADHD wouldn't let me return. Um, anyway, uh, but on the topic of, of games getting like topical, political, or you know, just trying, I I'd like to see games have our own version of you know, 1984, Animal Farm. You know, like it would be nice to see them. It would be nice to see the medium itself grow because games. Video games aren't just kids' toys anymore, and and we're able to tell more mature stories. But I feel like we also hold ourselves back from maturing. And on that, I think of Ubisoft. Uh, Rainbow Six Patriots actually seemed really great. I'll never drop that. This won't be the last time I bring it up. I bet, um, because that was going to be cool. And like Deus Ex of the past, it was going to deal with domestic terrorism, which is something that, uh that is a topic that's still I know we're not in the 90s but like it's still ripe for mining um but you were saying you know you don't you don't want it you, you want it in games where it's appropriate that's why it fit with Rainbow Six as a counterterrorism unit it it was weird at first but then I was real down for it with Far Cry 5 when the first trailers came out and it looked like they were gonna tackle radical American Christianity like that yeah. weird, that the weird subsect, and it looked like they were touching on things like the, uh, uh, that Oregon group that were either you know fighting for their land or just squatting and shitting all over government property, literally shitting, um, and uh, and it really looked like they were gonna have a message there. And the two things with that is one, Far Cry is not really the place for that. Far Cry's no. exotic locales. <laughs> well, and in the end, like, even for Far Cry 5, there were some aspects of it that it yeah. still remained in the end, but they, they at least didn't but go, it was like, toothless. full ham. Yeah. Yeah, yeah when, it, when it actually came out, it was toothless. And that bothers me with Ubisoft a lot. That's why I had brought up the Watch Dogs thing now that I learned a little bit about the game. Also, uh, we called it. I just want to pat all of us on the back. 
everybody that got their hands on the game and played it, it did not take long before the seam showed. Huh. Uh, to the point that there are actually a couple different write-ups about how the story's probably not going to feel personal enough. And then it uh... finally hit me. What they're doing, the reason why you can recruit anybody for this story and why I know it'll also end up being toothless, they're building the whole game just like the Far Cry series for streamers. It's for the shit that you can do in gameplay that's going to look wild and crazy. It's for being a, a, an old lady that can, you know, karate chop a guy. They basically want to make a Grand Theft Auto where grandma just, you know, stun baton a police officer at random yeah, and, and then got on her motorized scooter and blazed a path down the freeway because that's yeah. clickbait for YouTube. Exactly. And it's it's uh it's Grand Theft Auto if it focused all of its systems on making sure the wild and crazy shit is always gonna happen. Just Which so we can see some shame. Swedish guy scream about it. Now admittedly that said Swedish guy is actually a legit dude. What was I getting this? topical? <laughs> <laughs> oh god. I'm oh, sorry. Oh, I've I've been flying planes in a simulator today. That got a 10 out of 10. I'm not shocked. Now, how many times did you crash? Once. Shame. How? At least three times. Once. I said nearly. How in-depth are you playing? I mean, so I have like, I have a throttle quadrant, like a full-on yoke. And then rudder pedals. Couldn't figure out how to get the plane off the ground at first. Which um, plane? The first one. Okay, that's because for some reason the engine startup sequence of that one is not what I'm used to. (laughs) Anyway. I was was watching the Digital Foundry coverage on it. I think I shared that with you. And they were saying that while you can't... uh, While you can't go, like, you know, arcade with it because of all the systems that it's built around while you can't go full arcade with it. You can automate everything and you can also make everything manual. Like it has a huge range of options of accessibility. Oh yeah. Like, and so I was wondering for you, but how you're playing since you do fly in real life. So I, for simplicity's sake, I basically have it set to auto auto-tune my frequencies so like if i go on to a different um like to a different airport i just contact the tower and it gives me the i can just click a thing and it gives me the frequency the fact that that's an option yeah now i mean don't get me wrong i'm i'm okay with the idea of having to go in and program the frequency in and all that but i need to figure out how uh, some of these computers in the game work because they're still well, knowing you seen. if you were to simulate everything you'd end up buying at like some sort of digital version of an actual cockpit i may i don't have an amazon wish list of just that thing what are you talking about hmm. what was uh what was that original xbox game was that mech assault Oh, are you the talking about that... uh, Steel Battalion? Steel Battalion. Steel Battalion. 
Oh, yeah. The one with the 200 button controller. Yep. There was a button for your windshield wiper. And then uh, if you didn't hit the escape button, the uh, ejector button on time, you would die and your character progress would get deleted. And it was actually like a plastic encased button. And then, hilariously, the sequel was a Kinect game. Yep, that was fucking terrible. Yep. But yeah, I could see you with the plane equivalent of the Steel Battalion controller. I'm getting there. (laughs) He just needs to, you know, buy ten more monitors so he can just completely surround himself. Well, and I think that's part of the reason I was having such a problem today, because I don't know if you noticed, but I, I was definitely having a problem seeing some of the stuff on the screen. That's what, I'm actually surprised there's no VR support. It's it's coming. Just get some head VR and you're just actually in the cockpit, like looking around and shit. Yeah, I know X-Plane has that right now. And I think, no, Flight Sim... 10 doesn't but x-plane does and even if i had a joystick controller i would still automate everything (laughs) and play in third person and you'd have a fucking wonderful time because that game is goddamn gorgeous it's crazy how pretty that game is it is unreal like i'm even i'm playing on a lower graphic setting because i have an older card because I'm just going to be honest, the 1080 Ti, not, it's good, it'll work, it gets angry sometimes. Like when I landed at uh, Chicago O'Hare. Didn't like Still that. Still the top card that's not I mean, an I RTX. I think everyone gets angry when they go to Chicago. That's fair, even the, even the card was like, oh, fucking hell, he's making me go to Chicago, he's making me render Chicago. I apologize to any of our listeners in Chicago. They know O'Hare sucks. I know. <laughs> I'm going to get a bunch of, we're going to get a bunch of stuff on Twitter after this episode launches. Like, yeah, no, O'Hare's awful. It's like, you're not wrong. It'd be like shit talking JFK whenever we're talking about NYC. But, uh, yeah, no, like when I, I did a stream today before we recorded, and I start off, I did a flight, you know, just to kind of test things out. And yes, like Twy said, I couldn't get the fucking plane started with like the manual controls. <laughs> so I had to shortcut it with the, you know, just engine startup command. Mm. Not my fault that the damn thing doesn't work the same way as the planes that I usually fly. But, That's pretty crazy, though. Whenever I stream before uh, recording, I, I'm not able to play video games. If I was sitting down taking a shit, maybe. Wrong type of stream. Oh, Uh-oh. God. Don't worry, my stream tried their hardest to make me have to do that type of stream. <laughs> Drink! Fine, like, 85 hydrate <laughs> commands. Jesus. Just robot arms come out from his computer and start forcing water down his throat. Pretty much. No, please, not the funnel. Drink more. But uh, I'd watch that Twitch stream. So we went to a couple of the uh, the handcrafted airports in the game. 
because they have like 30, I think. And one of them <laughs> is uh, Telluride in Colorado. I just it's... picture them all clunky and colored in crayon. <laughs> Go, this is a handcrafted airport. It's made of construction paper. Look, a finger turkey. No, I, and that's even the crazy thing. Even the stuff they pulled from, like, satellite imagery still looks really good. Yeah, dude, that Azure uh, AI is top-notch. But, yeah, no, we did uh, some flying around Colorado, and that's where I crashed my J3 Cub because someone distracted me in chat and I ended up spiraling into the trees. <laughs> Wasn't our Yay. fault. Totally on I, you. Yep, I should have been paying attention. That's what I get. Don't fly distracted, kids. I thought you were in Canada when you were... when you're. No, that was out. the second... Was I in Canada when I did that? I don't remember. No, yeah, because that's right. I landed back at Telluride. Yeah, that, that was in Canada. You're right. Um, a streamer I, I watched someone like, making a joke about how there's a sheer cliff next to a lake because it's hard to get people out there to do the mapping because they kept getting eaten by bears. Yeah, that was disco. <laughs> um, fuck, I lost my train of thought. Oh, streamer <laughs> that I watch, uh, went took off from like Cairo to fly over the pyramids, and when he was, he must have a beefy computer because. You're looking at this, and you can see, like, the individual little bricks on the pyramids. It's crazy. Hmm. Like, it's... And, I mean, from a gameplay perspective on it, too, like, it... I mean, the flight model feels as good as it can for the planes. Mind you, the only one in the game I've flown in real life is the Cessna. Oddly enough, only one I didn't fly while playing today. Okay, not the only one. I didn't fly like 20 of them, but... <laughs> I didn't go for the Cessna. I chose the really simple-to-fly uh, Cub for my sightseeing tour. I don't mean to get morbid here, but... Have you felt the urge to 9-11 at all? No! <laughs> the hell's wrong with you? Look, I can't help it that world events turned it into a noun, but even if that never happened... Any flying game, that's my first thought. My first thought. Can I fly into this building? My first when I when is... I finally got the uh oh, I don't remember what it's called, but the, the only plane in GTA three, the one that just goes up and down, you gotta like Oh the you gotta dodo? really Yeah. My first thought and is you gotta... how many how many people on my stream are gonna tell me I crashed the plane? Once I yeah, once I finally made it out of the airport. I tried my damnedest to see if I could destroy a building. <laughs> God damn it. This is why we can't have nice things. Yep. It is. And no, I Look, haven't it's, had it's like thought. how if there's any surface you can draw on somebody, you'll put a dick. Mm-hmm. If there's a game that has buildings and flying, somebody's going to see if you could destroy the building. I, I mean, I guess. I feel like that's the entire premise of Grand Theft Auto. The yeah. entire premise of Grand Theft Auto is to be as wacky as possible. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, no. I, I mean, I only have like two hours in flight sim right now. Total. I'm but, curious. Huh. If you turn that stuff in as a report card for flight time, are you going to include all the times you crashed? I, I can't. 
I don't have the setup to make it realistic enough to be credited for flight hours. But would you include the times that you crashed for whatever reason? I mean, I'm sure I would have to by law or something if I did. <laughs> but I won't be. I'm just doing this to practice stuff that I honestly is dangerous to practice outside. If you could use it as like credit or whatever, I would fuck with the system like uh, Kirk and the Kobayashi Maru. <laughs> And Shane would probably fail if he tried I, that because most of his stream is telling him to crash the plane. I would like it on some sort of record that I would not do that since I would like to actually get my pilot's license. Half his stream oh, is telling him to crash license. the plane, the other half of the stream is telling him to hydrate. Meanwhile, I'm just trying to keep Meanwhile, I'm just trying to keep this jet under 300 knots. And <laughs> sit back Over and munch speed. an apple. Over anyway. Uh I did play one other game this week, though. Also, I didn't check out the multiplayer for Flight Sim because no one was around when I, I wouldn't went out online. So, is it region based? It? I don't know. I have to mind you. Remember, I only played it for that last little flight, and I really wasn't paying attention to who was around me. I was more focused on, oh dear God, oh dear God, how do I fly this thing? <laughs> And yeah, with um, but, with how big Flight Sim is this time, I wouldn't trust a uh, random multiplayer. I mean, I think they have it set so you can't just, like, crash into each other. Oh, okay. Like, they, they have your planes clip through each other. Like, I'm sure it's mostly enthusiasts, but I just know the game is oh, a no. big enough deal that there's tons of kamikazes just waiting. Yep. I am telling you right now, there are enough people in FSX Steam Edition that are literally just trolls. Yeah, I don't doubt it. I mean, really the only time I can think of multiplayer plane, flying a plane is when you dropped a plane on control. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good time. <laughs> and I didn't drop the plane. On okay, I did drop the plane on him. No, <laughs> I shot a plane down and it just happened to crash yeah. on him. Or was it my plane? Control, I don't remember. Was it my plane or was it one I shot down? You it shot down the plane. plane. <laughs> oh, then I jumped out of it and hit him. Yep, all right. I <laughs> yeah, you introduced friendly fire in a game that had originally no friendly fire. <laughs> <laughs> well, technically it wasn't friendly at that point. It was neutral. <laughs> you just um, dropped the plane on him and you didn't even realize until you were like, wait, I just had a plane fall on me. But... I, I played one more game I this week. That. That I, you should have clipped that. Why didn't you? I was too busy laughing. Fair enough. <laughs> um, I played Sunset Overdrive again. Like I started a new playthrough of Sunset Overdrive. Nice. God, I forgot how fun that game was. Like that game did not get the love it deserved. Mm -mm. Mind you, I mean the shooting is weird. Though it feels like Ratchet and Clank because it's an Insomniac game. You and now that, that I... That cute huh? game. The oh, Fall Guys Fall game. Guys? Yeah, the ones where oh, you're yeah. playing little marshmallows. Yeah, I played Fall Guys too. I, I don't really have much to say on Fall Guys. It's Wipeout Battle Royale. It's played fun. Played by cute little marsh marshmallow people. Yeah. I mean, it's fun. It's stupid. It doesn't fill me with rage when I lose. 
<laughs> so, I don't know. It seems like you're bordering on it for one or two rounds. Uh, no, I don't. I mean, I don't think I ever was. Didn't feel like I was. But, I don't know. That's all I've been playing this week. And so unless anybody's got anything else, we're going to go to break quick. Nothing on my end. All right. So check out some of these promos and we'll be back in just a moment. Hey everybody, this is Nerd Bomber here, one of the co-hosts of the Online Warriors podcast. Our weekly podcast started as a way for three friends to keep in touch and discuss their passion for movies, gaming, technology, and entertainment. And since then, we've grown into a fantastic online community. Every Wednesday, we release a new episode discussing the latest nerdy news, and then we go hands-on with our weekly adventures and a fun trivia show. Sound interesting? Check us out on every podcast platform, including Spotify and Apple Podcasts, or hit us up at onlinewarriorspodcast.com. Wonder Soul. Wonder Soul. Wonder Soul. Hey, I'm Lucas, the host of Wonder Soul, a weekly podcast series featuring a variety of topics dealing with life's many passions and experiences. Join me and friends each week as I discuss topics ranging from pop culture to real life conversations that all can find relatable. New episodes bring new guests and new topics and release every Friday. More content can be found on Wonder Soul's YouTube and Twitch channels. Stay up to date and connect with Wonder Soul through social media by following us on Twitter and Instagram. And we hope that you enjoy Wonder Soul wherever you listen to podcasts. So do good and take care. Welcome back. Hope you guys enjoyed those promos. Go check out those awesome friends of the show. Um, Good promos. Yeah, they're good people. They deserve good promos, even though they made their promos. Anyway, uh, so we got some leak specs for some stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. So I, I has... do want to. I I do want to point out. It does seem like they just gathered all the rumors and put it into a, a you know neat format yeah we won't cover this um too much in depth since it is a rumor but mm-hmm. basically it's you know the series it's for the series s uh it will only run it you know 1440p 60 fps um, only have 10 gigabytes of DDR6. Uh, different GPU than the Series X. So, and only run it four teraflops. Oh, I didn't notice that it did actually have less RAM. And yeah, the four teraflops. And I want to point out again that uh, with the new architecture, because four teraflops of GPU power is less than what the Xbox One X is capable right and uh i do want to point out though that with the new architecture of the cpu that they're using the new system on a chip from amd uh if the ps4 pro had that architecture it would outperform that's also a four teraflop system it would outperform the xbox one x in almost every regard and so that's why we don't even see we see games reach 1080p uh and even up to 4k sometimes 1440 which 1440 is 2k for everybody who doesn't know um 
But uh, we've seen those games reach that on the 1X, but never there's not a, a baseline performance target of 2K 60 frames per second for every game, which this one is able to have only because of the new uh, Zen 2 architecture. Other than that, yeah, it sounds like a it sounds like the cheap entry level. Makes me wonder how cheap the uh, Xbox One is going to go. I don't know. I I mean, only time will tell, right? Yeah. But uh... they they have uh, they have canceled the all digital edition and the One X manufacturing. Because that's what this uh, Series S replaced. Yeah. And then I don't know if that logo is legit or mocked up, but uh, it looks looks pretty decent compared to the Series X version. Yeah. I mean, I don't have much to say on it otherwise. So, I mean, that that's all I had this week for newsy topics because I covered Halo last week, so. Does anybody else have anything to bring to the table or any general game-related things you want to discuss? Uh, I mean, there's the Ghost of Tsushima multiplayer. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which yeah, is an interesting concept for a heavily single-player game, and then all of a sudden it was like, hey, you guys want some uh, multiplayer? See... I'm glad it's coming as a free update, and I'm glad it's not just, like, them t- arbitrarily tacking co-op onto the story. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. There's two different aspects. So you've got the four-player, which oh, is no. kind of a, uh, like, a horde mode style of gameplay. So you're facing ever-increasing, like, enemy difficulty and so on. But then there's apparently a co-op story. Oh shit! Yeah, so uh, I watched the uh, I watched one of the trailers for it, and apparently, yeah, there's going to be a actual co-op story to go along with it. So I'm right. kind of curious about that. I'm. I mean, I'm on board with it. I need to figure out. I need to finish playing the base game, but yeah, no, I'm <laughs> on board with a co-op story. Speaking of co-op stories, you know what game I haven't played in a hell of a long time that I need to get back into with Jovi from the Discount Podcast? I was about to say lots of games, but go on. Uh, specifically Wolfenstein Youngblood. Because mm. we were playing through that, and I know they've added some new like missions and challenges since we started playing, so we haven't played since we beat the main story. Mm. Actually, I haven't kept up with what new things they've added that game got a bad rep and it it feels bad because it was not a bad game like at all i mean i never played it so i got nothing i i mean i i know i'm the only one here who has played it. i'm just saying like with what everybody was saying on the internet especially you know hating on the the twins for being annoying right i found them quite endearing and fun you know what? They're less annoying than The Last of Us 2. Yeah, I went there. 
La 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 la. <laughs> he still hasn't played it, so I'm just not going to say anything. But that silence was that may or may not have been cut out by me. But if I left it in there for dramatic effect, that was me reliving two weeks of my life I'll never get back. <laughs> um, God, we really bash on The Last of Us 2. <laughs> Look, man, they had, in my opinion, they had something great and they flubbed it. That's all I'm yeah. going to put out is they had something great and they flubbed it. Yeah. But yeah, no, I'm excited for that Ghost of Tsushima multiplayer. Uh, Light, you got anything? Oh, that's what you guys are talking about. Yeah, Phantom Fishmom has a uh, co-op cup. Yeah. And the game's pretty good, too. Since I don't think you were here when we actually started playing it. Oh, I know all about it. Good. Not necessarily your guys' opinion. I don't listen to this podcast. I only listen to good ones. But, uh... But yeah, I know all about Phantom. I wanted to. It, it I mean, it's is. I think both control and my opinion on it is that it is good. Yeah, is a good game. It's kind of funny because like the very earliest reviews that were coming out were like, "This is a solid eight out of ten game," and then as time has gone by, just more and more people are like, "No, this game's fucking good." Yep. Yeah, good story, good gameplay beautiful fucking scenery well and the th like one of the really nice things about it is it doesn't hand you everything but it doesn't keep everything away from you for very long like you get access to most of your capabilities pretty quickly and it, it's never just like i mean in a sense it, it does kind of go with the oh yeah here is this thing you can do now or here's this thing you should learn to do. But it's not like, I don't know if I want to say holding your hand or what. But generally, when you get these abilities, it makes sense. Like, they, they do it in a story sense where, you know, yeah, this is, this is the best way to go about this situation. Use this item. Use this new thing. And, you know... For the character, it's not something he would have ever actually done originally because he used to be a samurai. Is like this kind of goes against what honor would dictate, and it's like, no, trust me, this is the way you should go about it. Did yeah. I cut out? <laughs> no, no, no. I was just listening to you. No, yeah. Because um, and and that's that's been my Control, opinion you, for it. If you haven't figured this out yet, you are the main voice of the podcast. I'm both uh, touched and concerned. You should be <laughs> very both concerned. Of those but um, no, like my my experience with Ghost of Tsushima, like as I'm going through, I've been distracted by going around and saving all of the people on that first island. I've spent way too much time doing that. I could have very well probably beaten the game by now if I didn't keep getting distracted by, ooh, what's over there? Oh shit, I, I can get a new move going that way? Ooh, going to I'll follow the shiny bird. Or the fox. fox. <laughs> yeah, I keep following foxes and birds. Yeah. On my way to missions. Just but like, alright, it's urgent. You must go save this and, village. And then yes, there are, are times like where fox. you just completely miss a building that took up three quarters of your screen screen. No, Twy. That happened because 
The waypoint wasn't set. I hadn't actually started the mission. We've been over this. <laughs> yeah, I've had I, I've had that happen once or twice where I had a waypoint for one thing and I go to it and it's like, oh, but the thing I actually wanted was over here. That's happened it, once or twice. A waypoint. He, he just passed a building. Yeah, but I was I had thought I had started a mission, so I was following the wind, and the wind did not take me to the building. Wind was taking him to a different objective. Um, yeah. But no, it's... he was going to on his way to when he found this mission. But uh, no, for even getting distracted and getting like coming across alternate missions and stuff like that, you never feel like you missed something. Like, it's not like, oh, shoot, I missed it. It's more of a case of, oh, cool, I found this other thing. Like, when I, like, I started making it a point to go back to the main uh, town, or the main temple, because if you listen to the rumors of the other people, you find new locations. So, like, I ended up getting the, uh, like, the unique longbow, I got a couple of unique armors by just like, oh, yeah, you know, I heard this rumor about this guy over in this area. And you go yeah. there and it's like, oh, yeah, it's one of the, you know, specialty quests to get unique moves. So I got like the lightning slash and it was just like, wait, I can do what now? Yeah, Are you, you can slice like through enemies super quick and you to get it, you go through a sword duel in the middle of a lightning storm. I'm sorry. Oh, that was... What the shit? That was a fun quest. Yeah, like those, all of those missions are so interesting. And it's like, yeah, yeah, no, I, I'll take time away from the main storyline to go do this thing because that's fucking awesome. Yeah. And I mean, that, that's the whole thing. You could have gone through the whole game without knowing about that place. If you hadn't listened to the one person who said, I heard about a sword master. Who yeah. lives up in the hill? Who lives in the grove of white trees? Yep. It or might I be this wonder, way. I do wonder if the more fantastical elements of the co-op are gonna play well with the grounded nature of the game. It's quite separate. It is very different um, from all the clips that I have seen. It looks like. My first thought was Onimusha. Yeah. Like, I saw... Samurai? What? Nope, that's a different one. That's Senran Kagura. No, that's not. Biki you said Bikini Samurai. Yeah, that's not Senran Kagura. I could have... I, I swear to God that... I don't know if it's a show or a game. Is it both? It's probably both. It's Japan. What am I thinking? Although, yes, there was a game called Bikini Samurai. Yeah. But, no. Um, I thought Onimusha, the PS2 game, where you were a samurai fighting demons. Tank controls. Jean Renault was in the third one. Pretty much uh, Devil May Cry as a samurai. Oh yeah, I I do remember that game now. <laughs> um, that was that was my first thought when I saw it, and then I thought about it with the uh, the control scheme for, um, I almost called it Phantom Fish Mom, <laughs> Ghost of Tsushima, um, and I I do think it would actually work out very well. 
especially since they've got the uh, like the class system. So I'm curious how the class system stuff works out because it's like, oh yeah, you can be a warrior, or like you could be samurai, you could be a hunter, you can be an assassin, and then I'm, I'm blanking on the fourth class. Why am I blanking on the fourth class? Because I've only yes, Ronin was the last one. That's right. So it's like, yeah, you can either be a tanky swordsman, an agile swordsman, a ranged attacker, or a sneaky stabby. So my seeing favorite, how that all plays out would be interesting. My favorite description that I heard for Phantom Fish Mom, it was also subtle shaded Ubisoft, was uh, they were, it was it was one of the more mixed reviews, which is still full of nothing but high praise. <laughs> Just like. You know, this isn't this isn't the top quality that Sony can pump out, but also it's better than most games. Um, but they were like, it's like if Assassin's Creed was made by a Sony first party. Kind of. I mean, it, yeah. it, this, this is what Assassin's Creed Japan would look like. Feudal, well, they were like saying Assassin's it Creed in, like, feudal. Yeah, but they they were saying it as like if Ubisoft attempted this, it wouldn't be nearly as good. Hmm. <laughs> okay, so they were basically saying, yeah, if if this was actually Assassin's Creed, it wouldn't be good. Yeah, like they're like it. You know, it doesn't reach the tippy top of what Sony's first party has put out. It's not God of War. It's not Last of Us. But like, it's also way better than anything Ubisoft does. Like, yeah. I mean, I can agree with that. But, um, oh, I had a question for you guys regarding the Series X stuff. Did you see the external memory storage? Yeah, the little memory card they got. Yeah, the yeah. one terabyte memory sticks. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of sad that they're bringing those things back. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm a little cross on it because uh, Sony will allow you to use your own SSD, but... You literally have to purchase, you know, the special new brand new ones that uh, are just coming to market now and are highly expensive. And then yeah. Microsoft has their own proprietary version. And so it's like either way you cut it, it's going to suck to expand the storage on these new consoles. Yeah, uh, I. I OK, um, I don't mean to get topical again. And this is this is oh, no. barely related, but uh, I have to talk about something. And like, I understand that it's it's going to be weird. I'm going to bring this up as a discussion, and I'd like us to have this kind of discussion. But I know that some people aren't going to like that I'm you know not taking it seriously or bat not backing one side or the other. But I have to discuss the big horse race happening this year. And I want to do it in a way where I where before everything got political and serious, uh, when we used to be able to just talk about strategies and, and stuff like that. Uh, I don't know if this will matter to any listeners not in the U.S., but, but let's face it, it November's a pretty big month. And I just got to talk about it on pod. I'm sorry. 
I mean, I can give you my two cents right off the bat. Console-wise, Microsoft is going to lose. Specifically because of Game Pass. You you didn't even pause for a second to think I was talking about the election. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care about the election. I legitimately I know, do not care. So I'm I did immediately everything just going in my to power console. to make it sound like I was going to talk about the election and not the console race. And I I was totally talking about the console race. Yep. And okay, so yes, ob- <laughs> obviously. Sorry. Hang on, hang on, light. Before that was the greatest <laughs> fucking thing ever. Just all that build up, like, oh shit, he's getting political on this, <laughs> and then just. So yeah, these fucking gaming consoles, bro. I actually I mean, got worried that podcast. you. Yeah, but I actually got worried that you were gonna <laughs> give your actual two cents. Um, but anyway, okay, so. Microsoft is on even more of a back foot now uh, because of them having to delay Halo, which is both the right move and indicative of their incessantness of kowtowing to uh, groupthink. Because their original plan was to launch with Halo and release the all the 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 ray tracing and the updated lighting and all that uh, jazz later. And then once everybody complained about it, they're like, okay, you know what? We're just going to, it's pretty obvious that they're delaying it strictly to work on the, the series expert. Am I still connected? Barely. Yeah. You're very robotic. Damn it. Discord says I'm green. Roboto. Am I, am I still? You're, you're here. Okay. Anyway. Um, but I think, I think that even though, even though they're on more of a back foot, uh, they still have a chance to launch well. And what it comes down to, well, I, I'm I'm gonna talk about like now that now that Halo's been uh, delayed, I want to talk about what Microsoft can do to make up for that, and then after that, I want to discuss like the ways that Sony can jump on this opportunity. Um, not that they need to, because again, out of the gate, I don't think that this console generation is gonna get interesting until midway through. But uh but I think Microsoft's strategy now should be to double down on Game Pass and backwards compatibility. Backwards compatibility for sure. And I know I, I don't even think like they if, need to double down on Game Pass. I think they just need to Well they should market Game the shit Pass. out of it. Yeah. They should also have it to where, like, if you've pre-ordered Halo, you're automatically signed in for the beta, everybody. And, uh, or if you, if you buy a Series X, uh, if you buy a Series console, then you get the Halo beta. Um, See, I, I disagree with you there, because tying the beta... Which Microsoft has openly said they would 
they want the public to test, which includes the PC market, tying it to a console would be dumb. Okay, but isn't it kind of a roulette if you get into the beta on PC already? I mean, yeah, but still. So you keep that system in place because you got to test crossplay anyway. But you have it so that if you buy a new console, you're guaranteed a beta. And then they should bring either the Master Chief Collection or all the Halo games to Game Pass for the time being. What what I think would be a better option, don't just, like, I would not necessarily say, like, oh, yeah, it, you know, everyone gets it on Xbox, but no one gets it on P. like, few people get it on PC with the roulette. For the initial test, so technically the alpha of beta test, where they have officially announced these tests and it's not NDA type of thing. Yes. If you bought an Xbox, the Series X stuff, then you get into it. PC, keep the roulette, but then when they're testing their cross-play capabilities, at that point, it's just an open beta. Yeah. I mean, eventually, eventually, I think that their beta should be an open beta just because they're constantly saying, oh, we want, you know, it's gamers regardless of platform. And so that includes even the Xbox One players. But but yeah, I do think that it should be an incentive for the consoles, um, especially since they don't have a killer app yet, particularly a first-party one. Um, and then, yeah, I think that they should double down on their backwards compatibility and Game Pass and what a value it is. They should definitely double down on what a value they are. Um, and I've I've heard from some industry people how like that's not a good idea because you're screwing over in that sense. Like, yes, you can allure new customers, but you're screwing over like Xbox fans who are, who own the Xbox one and are going to upgrade to the series, whatever. But I feel like one, that's not a big install base compared to everybody else. And two, they're already going to buy it. So I think appealing to the the broader market would be smarter. Yeah, no, the. But... Go ahead, good. I agree with you. No, I I was just gonna say yeah. I agree. Appealing I to the like... broader market would be their good play, their best play. Yeah, they're still fucked, but like, it they're not Xbox One launch fucked yet. No, and for once, I, it's not them screwing themselves. No, it's... I mean, so a lot of people have brought up, you know, Halo's delay. They said, it's like, oh, it's because of COVID. And they're like, you had five years to finish this game. And, oh, yeah, COVID stopped you. It's like, I mean, it probably did. It takes a long time to develop a game, especially when you're in a stage where you can show off actual gameplay. Yeah, I mean, when they said oh, yeah, we're going to do ray tracing, but it won't come till after the launch. That, I think, that you could blame on the pandemic. Yeah. Um, now, flipping over to Sony, taking advantage of this, they have one first-party title coming out day and date of console. 
They're launching with Spider-Man. And they need... Uh, this Spider-Man game is actually going to run at 60 frames per second. Um, I still think that it's a glorified 1.5, even though they're touting it as a 2, but who cares? Spider-Man was a huge fucking game. They're coming out with a Miles Morales game. It's going to be a launch title. Well, that's the second time that's cut out today. Ives roadmap is clearly classic out. console launch. Sorry, God. Say that again. Oh. You you cut out uh, around the time where you said Miles Morales game. It's going to be. It's going to be a, a a big launch for the console. Yeah. And their roadmap for the PS5 is clearly classic console launch. I think that they need to tout the fact that they have a first party killer app on day one. Like this is their without without going mean about it because I I want to see the rat race but I, I don't want to see either company, you know, get mean to each other. And so I think that Sony should really start marketing the fact that they have a killer app on day one. I mean, yeah. Basically, yeah, they should. Basically, both companies need to turn up the volume on their strength. Uh, Microsoft should be playing up the power of their system, the the cost effectiveness of the the Series S, um, like the the price of it, how cheap it is, and Sony should be playing up their you know speed whatever you want to call it see kind of what i've seen with this what microsoft needs to do like yes cool great if you know they've got the the expensive system with all the bells and whistles they've got the cheaper system with no bells and whistles, but it can do streaming gameplay. The, mm -hmm. like, but the biggest long and short of it for Microsoft, it honestly, like we've, we've mentioned it in the past, Game Pass. Yeah. That Game Pass right there is what will keep Microsoft ahead, or what could keep Microsoft yeah. ahead. Now... The only hindrance, you know, maybe the core Xbox market doesn't have PC. They don't have a PC that could do the the highest tier of gaming, you know, and all that. So they're they're out. Those would be but those are the hardcore console guys. So they're gonna get the console because it's the new Xbox and they're X Bros. So you don't have to worry about them. But marketing yeah. the Game Pass, pushing that, the value, the the value, the capability of it, because yeah. on Game Pass, especially with xCloud integration, yeah, it's like with Game Pass, you can play with people playing on Xbox. That is a big deal. That's mm -hmm. important. That is a great sell point, but they they don't really talk about it much. 
No, and games. it's weird because like their whole July showcase clearly when when looked back upon it was all about Game Pass, but it when you watched it, it didn't feel like that. It just felt like a normal E3 showcase. Yeah. Well, yeah. because their whole thing about it was like, oh yeah, you could get all these games on Game Pass. That was pretty much their their shtick after every single trailer talking about their new games. It was like, you can play it on Game Pass. And then they unveiled the console and it was like, yeah, and if you have Game Pass, you'll have Xbox Live for the console. Yep. But if you have Game Pass, I could get my Game Pass games on my PC so I don't need the console. But that's, that's I think that that is part of their strategy. Is they're like, we got a cheap box, we got uh, an enthusiast box, but also if you're on PC, if you're on phone, like you Game Pass, <laughs> basically, yeah, Xbox has become Game Pass, or at least yeah. that's where they're headed. And yeah, it, it would behoove them to start focusing more on telling. I don't think Joe Public knows about it the way that we do. No, exactly. And that's why that's what I mean. They they need to push Game Pass more, talk about it more, put commercials out there or whatever, Facebook ads to yeah. talk about Game Pass. Not the yeah. games, but Game Pass. What do you need to know yep. about Game Pass? Why is Game Pass good? Yeah, because just saying, like, if I just went up to, like, to you on the street and I didn't know you, you didn't know me. And I just said, and you were talking about something, you know, some game that you wanted to play. It's like, oh, that's on Game Pass. Great. What the fuck is Game Pass? And yeah. Why should I yeah. care? Most most people don't know the full scope of what Game Game Pass could provide. I mean, I mean and think, the idea think... that you could buy a console at Christmas and it's only fifteen dollars that month. Your parents don't have to buy. You or your parents don't have to buy. A $60 game or more than that like you have access to a pretty decent library for $15 that's why are they not touting it yeah. uh, I mean maybe that's part <laughs> good of the question reason. I don't yeah I mean we can't question. say we can't say that they're not touting it but they're definitely not they're, they're underselling not advantage of it the, the yeah, biggest thing is pushing as hard as they could. Yeah, they are underselling it. They talk mm -hmm. about it and they bring it up, but they they undersell it entirely. Now you look at yeah Sony. Admittedly, like you guys pay more attention to news from gaming companies more than I do, but yeah. with Sony, Sony pushes like, hey, we've got these really bitchin' exclusives. Keep track yeah. of them. And they, they talk about them constantly. They they always talk about, you know, here are our exclusives. You know, here is our God of War. Here is Last mm -hmm. of Us. Here Here's is Spider-Man. Spider like, here here are Here's the big fucking things days gone. you care about. And, yeah. you know, and that's that's the thing. It's like, they're available. They're, they're going to be on PlayStation 5. 100%. You know, they're you're going to get your disc. You're going to pop it in. You're going to play it. It's going to be on the PS5. We make the PS5. Like yep. that's how they're selling it. They they're showcasing their their big honking system, and then they're saying, "Here's what you get with it." They're Hell, telling my you one what friend, makes it great. My one friend 
has already decided that he's going to buy the digital version of the PS5 because he uses PlayStation Now. People use it? And that's that's an inferior service to what Game Pass offers, and yet he knows about that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, because PlayStation, when PlayStation Now came out, they they touted all of its capabilities. They talked it up. Yep. So yeah, that's that is kind of the long and short of what I think is going to happen when these consoles launch. Is now, well, go ahead, finish your thought. Microsoft is going to come out the gate, and they're going to get their their hardcore Xbox guys, and they're going to get part of that teen market that like new into games but not really into games they're going to get some of those guys but they're not going to draw as much of that pc group because as much as they want to at least because they don't they don't talk about the capability for the pc side and then you're going to look over at sony and sony is going to get those pc guys not because, oh, you know, there's integration with, you know, remote play on your PC. It's not going to be because of that. It's going to be because they realize, well, shit, all these games that I know about are that are exclusive on Sony, they're exclusive on Sony. You know, yeah. what, what are Microsoft And Microsoft exclusives? has a couple months before they can start talking Touting. exclusive. Yeah, because their exclusive is Halo. And... Yeah. I mean, they've got all the other companies making stuff, but it's going to be a while. Yeah, it's like Halo and maybe a Gears. But Sony, they're going to put out Spider-Man right off the bat. And you know for, like, sure as shit, within a half year, I'm expecting an announcement for God of War. If not, during November, there's going to be an announcement for God of War. Plus, not to mention, Sony's got the partnership with Rockstar. Yeah. Like, you know, which that's another they... thing. That's another thing is uh, the PlayStation 5 version of uh, a GTA 5 and, and all that exclusive stuff. Um, that's not until next year. If Microsoft played their cards right, they could talk about thanks to our uh, backwards compatibility and shit like that. You could play GTA Online right now on the Series X. If that's a capability. And the the other thing I think that's is, on Rockstar's is uh, end. well, no, you can you can load in your GTA Five because it has full backwards compatibility with Xbox One. Yeah, well, but I doubt then that it would be. Like, it's not. It's. I'm not. Ser- it's not going to be Series X or anything. Yeah, it's not going to yeah, be Series no, X quality. That. But yes, on your Series X, you could play Grand Theft Auto Five. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. The other thing that I think that they should do is uh, they gave a they gave a behind the scenes. This was months ago before uh, the lockdown and everything happened. Um, they gave behind the scenes showings to a couple outlets uh, for the Series X, and one of the things that they showed off was Gears Five, which was still like a new launch at that point, and um, how just using their AI system they were able to implement an HDR lighting solution that made the game pop and it looked amazing. And the thing that made it super uh, incredible to everybody was it was implemented in only three months. And that was months ago. 
there's no reason that they shouldn't have Xbox One or Xbox Series X enhancements ready to go right now. Why are they not talking about those? Yeah. Uh, switching gears just a little bit on the PlayStation side. So the, their all digital version is from what it looks like so far identical just without a disk drive and a lot of people were like that doesn't even shave $50 off of the price so how are they going to try to make a cheaper console I actually gave this some thought and I have I have an, an idea in my mind of how they could uh, actually make it 50 to to $100 cheaper than the regular PS5 what's that so if they follow the tv model which is something that wouldn't be foreign to them because you know sony makes tvs but if you've noticed in the past couple years the price of 4k televisions has dropped dramatically as is always the case though yeah but new tech well tvs in particular though have gone down a lot compared to the past. Um, and the reason for that is the integration of smart features that allowed a supplemental income to TV manufacturers by selling your metadata to advertisers. So you're saying that the consoles are going to sell our metadata to advertisers? I mean, every other device does it. And you figure if both consoles are the same, that means both of them are collecting the metadata. But for those all digital users, specifically, they need an internet connection. So you're guaranteeing that they will yeah. be connected, unlike a television would. And so you can start doing targeted ads. I'm not saying it's good, but I am saying that this is one way. Happen. Yeah, and it's one way that they can offset the price without selling at a loss, since they've said so many times they will not sell the PS5 at a loss. Yeah, I mean, and, and we'll that see could what... help explain how the all digital version is actually cheap enough to compete. Yeah, but I mean, we'll see all that once we. Get a pricing and a launch date reveal. Because we don't have any of that yet. It's... Yeah. We, we should be getting one for the Xbox this month. Yeah, hopefully. But we were also supposed to be getting more Halo news this month. And there we go. <laughs> Sadly, the more Halo news, the delay. I Part of me yep. worries that because Sony hasn't revealed price yet that Microsoft won't reveal price this month. They're just going to reveal the Series S. They're playing chicken with each other. That's what And doing. as we've mentioned that with them underselling Game Pass, especially now, now that it's integrated xCloud and uh, Xbox Live, now's the fucking time to hype it up. But... Well, definitely because it's like, hey, if you pay for this, you get Xbox Live. You can stream games to your phone. You can 
fucking get free shit. Yeah, Both you get it on phone, PC, a month. Xbox One, Xbox Series X. Like, yeah. Yeah, you get it uh, on everything, but... Xbox Live, the two free games that come out every month for that. It'll it'll be very interesting to see where this all goes in November. Yeah. Yeah. With that, I think that's a decent place to wrap up for the day. Ooh. I think so, that's fair. Uh, as always, you can find the things that we do in the description below. And until next week, take care, everybody. Alfita Zen. Bye-bye.